Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. My name is Richard Betts and I'm joined by James Wallace, Nicole Dines and Paul Strome. Let's pick up with you, Nicole. Um, what have you been seeing? Well, a couple of really interesting deals that have just uh, surfaced. Uh, one in, in, in Milan, uh, Blackstone, which was uh, one of the first to invest in, in, in the Italian market, has now put on sale its, most, its sort of trophy asset, a 1901 building right in the heart of the business district that uh, used to be the headquarters of the post office. It is uh, expected to sell for well over 220 million euros and it's expected to spark a bidding war among sovereign wealth funds and, and insurance companies uh, from Asia, the US uh, and Europe. So that would be interesting uh, to watch that uh, Blackstone, such a giant, thinks it's a good time to sell something that, you know, NASA, they've invested a lot of money into restructure and uh, it's currently the headquarters of JP Morgan in Italy and it's also uh, hosts the very, the very first Starbucks in, in Italy on the ground floor. And uh, not far away in, in Spain, uh, there's a company, uh, EQT, which is a Swedish private equity group, has invested a huge amount of money, 1.3 billion euros, to buy Idealista, which is the main online uh, platform for online property sales, the sort of the right move or Zoopla of Southern Europe, by right? this present in Portugal, Spain, and Italy. This Idealista website was sold five years ago for 235 million uh, euros, which shows that now that it's been sold to 1.3, it just shows the level of growth of online uh, property sales in Southern Europe as well. Okay, good. Um, and Paul, what have, what have you been seeing? You're obviously looking at the Real Asset Day and seeing the news stories coming in. So what have you been following? A number of stories this week have illustrated the effects of COVID and the market's reaction to it. And in particular, there were two substantial logistics acquisitions in the Madrid region attributed to the acceleration of e-commerce penetration driven by coronavirus. And so uh, Clarion Partners Europe acquired a new 37,000 square meter warehouse south of Madrid. The asset was built to suit and completed earlier this year for Media Post Spain. Clarion said that despite the economic uncertainty caused by Spain's lockdown um, announced in March, the, the Madrid logistics market continues to see strong take up. Their CEO, Alistair Calvert, pointed out that um, 260,000 square meters of space was leased during the first half of this year, which is a 56% increase compared to the same period last year. Um, and meanwhile, a Geneva headquartered company, Stoneweg, bought a 200,000 square meter former Coca-Cola bottling plant near Madrid, where it'll build 110,000 square meters of logistics space. And that project's expected to uh, complete in 2024. Um, and uh, their CEO pointed out that last year saw the highest take up of warehouse space um, in Spain in a decade. So um, long-term trends are being accelerated by recent events, which when you switch to Central and Eastern Europe, and in particular Poland, there's a joint uh, report by uh, JLL and Trey Real Estate Poland um, on retail parks and convenience centres, which says there is a longer-term change in emphasis in Poland away from large shopping centres in favour of retail parks and, in particular, convenience centres. And they point out that in the first half of the year, developers completed nearly 150,000 square metres of um, modern space, 67% um, of which was in new retail parks. And what JLL and Trace say is that COVID's boosted the market for smaller convenience-based assets. COVID is not 
completely dominant and um, some big deals are taking place that suggests that institutions are positioning themselves with best-in-class office stock uh, for when people do return to work. And I'm talking in particular about Alliance Real Estate, which this week announced it had paid insurer BNP Paribas Cardiff about half a billion in an off-market deal for two office buildings in the City Lights complex in Western Paris. Looking at another German company, this one most, uh, mostly focused on its home market is Venovia, the residential giant. A couple of weeks ago, it announced a 1 billion euro capital increase with a placing to institutions. And it said that part of the proceeds will be used for for future growth opportunities that arise in the current environment. And this week, Venovia CEO Rolf Buch was speaking at NEPRA conference. And when asked about uh, Germany's residential market and why it's so resilient, he replied that it's because it's a heavily regulated market. Nobody's under social pressure. But he also said that you have to look in great detail at Vanovia's numbers to actually, to actually detect that there is a, a COVID impact. Ralph Book was obviously also um, chairman at EPRA for the past um, couple of years. And it was interesting, I thought, to see that Jacina CEO, Mecca Brunel, was named as the first female chair of EPRA and particularly said that she wanted to make sustainability, diversity and inclusion an industry priority during her two-year term. Um, So that's interesting. And I also noticed that that came in the same week that Citigroup um, named a woman as its uh, new chief executive, Jane Fraser. And that's the first time that that's happened for one of the major Wall Street banks. So it's just interesting to see some of the things we've been talking about for a little while on Realcast in terms of both sustainability and diversity beginning to be seen um, in the industry. I noticed as well that Baumvest opened an office in New York with Bert Vandenhoek leading that. And one of the interesting things that they said around that was that they wanted to build on the substantial North American investments that they'd got um, with a focus on sustainable investments, um, but also taking advantage of growth trends that they've identified, which in their view have been strengthened during COVID-19. James, what what have you been seeing? Yeah, uh, two quick ones for me, uh, Richard. British Land announced last week that Chris Griggs as a long way to success as CEO has been announced. It's the current chief financial officer, Simon Carter. And so it's going to be uh, quite the baptism of fire. British Land has an 11 billion pound strong portfolio of mainly offices and shops around the UK. And both these sectors in very different ways, to very different extents, uh, face uh, long-term challenges. Just very quickly, in the retail sector, British Land has reportedly stated that it wants to sort of pull back, but it'd be interesting to see to what extent that they're able to do that and at what pace. I mean, for example, I mean, the outlook for the retail sector in the UK, I mean, it could darken further still in the autumn if uh, the UK Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak, presses ahead with his scheduled uh, unwinding of the furlough scheme, which is scheduled for the end of October. If that happens, forecasters and economists predict um, uh, another wave of insolvencies and CBAs and redundancies, and then that certainly will hit the retail sector hard, and that would impact any ability to make any speedy retreat from uh, the retail sector for British land. Also, in its, in its office portfolio, of course, there's been a huge debate about the uh, behavioural changes around the uses of offices. Nobody yet knows the extent to which these are temporary and permanent. Everybody has a very strong opinion, but time will will tell uh, and certainly be interested to see how Simon Carter approaches that fairly mammoth problem. Elsewhere, uh, FT did report uh, that um, uh, British Land is considering uh, further residential development and, surprise, surprise, uh, entry into logistics and that that would mark 
the largest UK REIT being the last to the party to get on board with uh, the logis uh, logistics wave of investor um, commitments. Um, separately, second story is um, Lone Star is weighing an outright sale of Quintain's Wembley Park. Lone Star has invested around two and a half billion pounds into Quintain's Wembley Park and has built more than 1,400 affordable homes, more expensive prime housing, offices, public space, retail, restaurants across this sprawling 85-acre estate. React News reports that new advisors have been brought in to deal with inbound interests um, and a price tag of three billion pounds has been mooted. And just a tiny bit of context there, that two years ago, Lone Star actually aborted the entire sale of the whole Quintain business. At the time, two years ago, they were looking for 2.2 billion, but they couldn't get a price with any bidder to reach their, their asking price. And Nicole, you were looking at the UK market as well this week. Uh, there's an interesting report by Knight Frank on, uh, on the global uh, investment market in offices and uh, London comes out uh, as a top global destination with £3.2 billion invested in the office sector, uh, followed by Paris at 2.8 and Manhattan in New York at 1.7. And uh, Knight Frank also says that things would only get better, that there seemed to be a real momentum in the market, a lot of interest from investors. And uh, they say that now at the moment there are £3.5 billion um, worth of assets under offer in London, which is 97% up uh, compared to uh, the, the same period last year. Um, so they seem to think that the office market has, um, has a quite a bit of runway ahead. No, great. I mean, we'll pick up on a lot of those things at RealX, and obviously we'll be reporting from all of those and picking up on some of the themes from that in Realcast. Um, in the meantime, thank you, James. Um, thanks, Paul. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for joining us um, and look forward to seeing next week for our roundup of the key themes in real assets. Thank you.